Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get drunk. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. It's the Breaking Atlas podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the Art Vandalay of hip hop. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. Yes, yes. May the Lord watch. May Come on. the Lord watch. Watch over I mean, us and that. I know, yeah, yeah. We have to thank God first, isn't it? You Absolutely. I mean? We must thank God first. Absolutely. I used to say that facetiously when uh, we used to win on FIFA Pro Clubs uh, to my teammates. We, we must thank God first. Um, and that came a joke, and it's not a no joke. I mean it. I mean no, it. No, not for real. I think, I think as people of colour, um, we thank God a lot, but, you know. There's things that we've gone through that we must thank God for, literally. Bro, so I, I mean it. Like, and, I, and, and I say this not facetiously whatsoever, whether it's Jar, Jesus or Krishna, bruv. Come you know on. What I mean, thank God first. You get mm. me? You thank God first. Always Bless the Father. and forever. Absolutely. You get me? Absolutely. Um, and, and that's a little short intro into what we'll be talking about today. The little brother story. May the Lord watch. Uh, I think I saw it when it kind of... the. Def- the day after it got premiered on YouTube, I didn't realize they were going to do that. Um, but it's a new documentary. If you haven't seen on little brother, probably arguably Chris's favorite group of all time. If not one of the number three, three. number three, number three or four, number three or four. So top five dead or alive. Absolutely. Um, Come on. And, 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 uh, the writers and directors, yo Phillips and, uh, Holland Gallagher, have done an exceptional job of working with Pooh and Fonte in putting this documentary together. And Chris said, hey, man, it's little brother, man. It's what I do. Let's talk about it. So we thought we'd have a little chit-chat, a little not chatty-patty, just a little chit-chat on the documentary itself, um, you know, what we what we liked about it, what we, what we would like to see, uh, and just final thoughts, really. So, Chris, talk to me about when did you see it and, and what were your kind of first impressions? So, you know what? I was a bit hesitant to watch it at first. I, I got a message from the great Bernard de Champong who told me mm. that he had watched it and he just sent a sad face emoji. And he was like, the storytelling is great. He appreciated how the producers told the story and it wasn't what you would expect at first. But he said his heart was heavy after watching it. So I watched this, I think... It was a few days before Boxing Day, Boxing Day 2023. Um, I had to gear myself up to watch it. It was a similar process to listening to an album for the first time. I had to make sure that I was in the right mental space, that I didn't have anything that I was expecting to do. The slate was clear, nice cup of coffee. And I sat down on the sofa and watched it, watched it with the wife. And uh, it was, you know, my first impressions, I was really impressed by how polished the production was. You know, the shot of the drone, the the seating arrangement with the photo behind. And you, you see Fontaine and Pooh sitting separately in different in different shots and different scenes. The audio quality, I thought I thought was brilliant. And I think sometimes when you're dealing with independent productions or productions, whether it's visual or audio that can be pegged as underground or independent, sometimes people think there's a drop off in quality or they're expecting it not to be as polished as other things are. But on first impression, I was really, 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 really impressed. And I really, I really love how the story was introduced. Fonte, you know, the everlasting comedian, 
when they asked him, so who are you? And then he goes into this deep soliloquy about who he is as a man and an artist and all they really wanted was his name. I thought that was, I thought that was brilliant. So yeah, the first impressions were really, really, really positive and I was drawn in immediately. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, there's that funny meme that goes around where, you know, when they do those Netflix documentaries and they see the, the seating arrangement and they just know it's going to be good. It felt a little bit like that, but the fr- like you're right, the framing in general... Um, the storytelling there's a lot of there's a lot to talk about in little brother's story whether it's the context of the time them as a group um justice league mm-hmm. the importance of 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 the message boards all of that to really condense and distill it into the way they in which they did was very good they lent enough time to talk about the ninth wonder portion and gave that a lot of meat and weight but they also gave a lot of meat and weight and storytelling to their own stories how they felt what they wanted to do get things off their chest and i felt like that was equal and where there are three people in the group and only two of them are really talking um I thought that they did a very good job in balancing that. And I think that would have been hard. Editorially, would have been very difficult, you know, because you Fonte, Fonte Coleman is Fonte Coleman and Rapper Big Poo is Rapper Big Poo. But they're different as personalities. Yes, yes. One, is, one is more expressive than the other when it comes to things like this. So it would have been very easy to have Fonte kind of overtake the thing, whereas Poo is more measured. It's yeah. a bit like me and you. You're more measured. Yeah, I'm Mal- more like... It's, Mal- it's Malcolm and Martin. Yeah, it's the same thing. So I think, yeah, Yo and, and Holland did a fantastic job of, of balancing that. Um, I don't want to talk about least favourite parts. Okay. I know you, you know, put together the kind of points because I feel like it's a disservice to how good it was. I mean, there's constructive criticism, of course, but mm. I just thought... I just thought rather than talking about least favourite parts, I think we jump into what we'd want to have seen more of. Okay. Um, and I think that's more important because least favorite parts, yeah, like you could talk about, for me, personally, me, the Ninth Wonder thing is, is a sore point and I think maybe for a lot of people. Same for um, me, bro. But that's, that's, what what I was, the, that's what I was kind of yeah, leaning yeah, sorry, towards. I would, I would have loved to have seen um, some contribution from Ninth Wonder, but I also know you're not just dealing with artists, you're dealing with people and you're dealing with men and we don't know what's gone on between them. I just hope as a fan that they can at least address those issues as a, as a unit. And whether we hear music from all three of them, that's not the issue here. It's just to kind of um, heal because life is short and death is long. Yes, absolutely. I, th- I agree with that. I was going to put that in the category of what we, what we would have loved to have seen more of. Mm. Um, shame ninth wasn't a part of it. Of course, we don't know the reasons, of course. Um, but it would have been it would have been good. I mean, I did like the UBN kind of the kind of interlude thing they did. That was very on brand and very on point. It made me laugh out loud, despite the fact that that's a it's a it's a sore thing. Um, I think I think it was handled well. I think a lot of people would be. I think some people would be pissed off at the way in which Ninth was talked about, um, as especially as someone who's not there, but. Having seen interviews with Fontaine, having seen stuff with with Pooh, it felt like this was a cathartic moment for them that they felt like they just wanted to get it off their chest and tell their story. So that's their truth. I just want to hear Knight's truth. Whether we get that or not, completely different story. But from, from a closure point of view, 
I just want his truth. Because as Cat Williams has famously said in 2024, it's the year of the truth. The truth don't so, need motivation, bro. Yeah, exactly. So I think in that in that respect, you know, one of the things I would have loved to have seen more of would have been ninth and hearing his side, but that that's that's not up to Yo or any other guys. That they could have only done what they could have done and tell their story and tell their truth. Um the other thing I would have loved to have seen, and we I might bounce back to something later, um, but the other thing I would love to have seen was more about the Justice League, the other come members, on, come on. the group of that. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. the 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 making of some of the songs. However, I do remember seeing Fonte and Pooh in an interview, kind of going, "Well, we had this one version of the Little Brother story, and then we kind of rejigged it." So there might have been a version which was a, more about that side of things. And then they rejigged it to tell them more about the personal side. But that's one thing I would have loved to have seen. You know, Joe Scudder, all the, all the guys that we know and love. If you're, if you're a Little Brother Justice League fan, then yes, it would, it would have been good. It would have been good to see DJ Flash mentioned as well. Like all those things, like enough for the heads. But I also understand that. Again, we're all grown ass people. Some people may want may not want to be in it. They it might have diluted the message a little bit editorially. It's very we've done documentaries. It's difficult. Sometimes things have to be left on the table. But that's the other thing I would have loved to have seen. Because the minute it showed that building of where they of you know the the studio, I was just like, oh, I was rubbing my hands. Like, okay, we're getting to some shit now. And then it just glossed over. Yeah. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm the same. I, as someone who I I call my, I'm a Justice League advocate. And um, I would have loved to have seen just, you know, I, I was hoping Legacy would have been involved. Um, I know Legacy's more, he's, he seems to have gone under the radar and he's hibernating. But um, yeah, like you said, you know, the cutting room floor is where all the, t all the tales would be told and left. Um, and I'm with you, bro. I would have loved to have heard more from the Justice League, even though it was really, really, really good to see the camaraderie with Sean Don. And, and Joe Scudder and, and the scene at the end when, you know, they talk about, you know, making money and working with your friends. I can relate to that. And it's a really special and fortunate position to, to, to be in. I loved seeing some friends of the show in the documentary, the way yeah. that the way that Dar yeah. Adams broke down the rap apartheid. That is a film. The, just the title alone, rap apartheid. <laughs> yeah, only Dar Adams, only, only him. And the way he broke it down in such a succinct and expert way. I saw people on the timeline who I've not necessarily seen engage with hip hop on a level like we do. They were mm. sharing that particular snippet, saying how interesting it was and how it kind of opened their minds up to something they didn't know about. So it was a, it was a really cool educational tool. Shout out to Dan Charnas. It was really, really important for him to be in there. I loved, I loved seeing him in there. And it, um, yeah, it warmed my heart because, you know, I know we're big on, it's about getting the right people to speak on certain things. And I think Yo and the team did a great job of getting the right people to speak on certain things. Absolutely. And, uh, and, you know, I'm in a dark space right now. I mean, not figuratively, um, uh, metaphorically, just in the room because I've ha have a headache. Dar Adams, Dan Charnas, Questlove. I forgot Questlove. Are, these are beacons and pillars of the culture that should be celebrated. They can do things that you and I can't. Absolutely. And that others can't. And they should be on platforms and documentaries like this because they know how to eloquently, uh, having been there, having seen it, and they're not re they're not revisionists. 
They understand the history and the culture. And that's why, like you said, it was so important to have them on. But it's important that we continue that because, my God, the one thing, the beautiful thing about research and the internet and facts and you can pluck anyone and everywhere. But if you don't have the right people, it all falls. And the beautiful thing about a documentary is it's the contributors that really make it what it is. You can tell the story and the script is important and all those things. But the the weight of the contributors and what they say really helps to drive the... If this is a movie, this is what drives the plot forward and forward. And so Dart, Dan, Questlove do that brilliantly. Agreed. Um, I think I want to jump a little bit to... I, I mean, this elephant in the room, right? You can't talk about Little Brother without Ninth. And one thing I was, when I was watching it, and by, you know, on being completely honest, I've seen it only once. I should see it again and again, but I've only seen it once. The one thing I struggled with was trying to figure out what, what actually went wrong. So I hear Koo's side, and, you know, if he felt disrespected or Little Brode, and that's how he felt, that's fine, that's that aside and even with with Fonte but ninth going to work with Jay at the time of which they have their tour and all that mixed up and then them not going hey you know you're not part of the group all of that I felt I for me I felt like ninth he had to do that he had to go and work with Jay why not that they were mad or anything like that but at points it came across like this was a, a a good example of where adults need to have a conversation, a, a frank and honest conversation about where things are going, what do you want to do? And it felt like if you want an example of of lack of communication, it's it's that in a microcosm. But I don't know. I'm maybe I'm trying to bat for ninth. I don't know, mm. obvious reasons, but. For me, that was the thing I was struggled with. I was like, yo, why didn't anyone have the conversation? Yes, they're young. Yes, there's a lot of egos. But I don't, it, it never felt like Ninth was, to me anyway, on the outside looking in, it never felt like Ninth was trying to break away from the group. He was just following his dream. But it felt like watching this, it felt like, yeah, he didn't want to be part of this from the start anyway, which I don't know if that's true. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm taking that the wrong way, but that's the thing I struggled with. I didn't see it as Ninth not wanting to be part of the group. What I saw was the age old story about what happens in hip hop groups when the producer is either the star or the main attraction. So if you look at some groups, right, you know, Gangstar, for example, DJ Premier was the more marquee name. So KRS-One comes calling, Showbiz and AG comes calling, Jay-Z, Nas, Jay, all these people, but sometimes it can feel like, okay, you're taking our sound and you're giving it away or sharing it with like, you know, high tech. Um, yeah. Manny Fresh was kept in house for the most part, but there's a long list of, produ you know, look at Jay Diller, for example. You know, Jay Diller came in with Slum Village. Um, yeah, came in with Slum Village and afterwards was like, look, I'm going to go and work with different artists, but he still produced for Slum Village afterwards. I, I do remember when... It was like a flashback moment for me because I was in university. I went to HMV in Ealing and I bought the Black Album. I must say I bought the first edition, you know, the all black case with the massive sticker. And when I heard yeah. Jay-Z open up the, the beat and say, Ninth Wonder, bro, I felt like we all won. 
as fans, as an early Ninth Wonder disciple, I'm like, yo, this is insane. Like, it felt like a a, a coming of age moment. Like, okay, Jay Z has recognized someone that we've championed in the underground as one of the greats. But it's it's really interesting that people closer to the situation, as in Fontaine, who may have seen it differently or felt differently because they were closer to the situation. So I thought I thought that part of the documentary was was very was very revealing because for me it felt like a win. It was a great moment, but for other people it was kind of like. Mm, this could be the fork in the road, you know? And that's, that's my thing about having that conversation. Because if you have the real, com- I mean, they did have real conversations as you, we evidently heard in, in the, in the documentary, but those were kind of like ultimatum, like you're out of the group, we don't want you here type things, which aren't, which isn't ever great. And I felt like there could have been others before that. And that's a live and you learn type of thing. We're grown up, you know, sometimes people aren't shown the ropes. You're learning as you go along and instinct takes over, ego takes over. And I say ego in, in the, in the Freudian sense, like it's id ego, you know, sometimes it just takes over, not because you're egotistical and you're, you're an arsehole. Just sometimes it's just one of those things where you feel your pride is hurt. Um, and that's why I want to, I mean, for me anyway, whether we get it on record or not, that's why I want ninth side. Yes. Because I think he may have seen it differently. And, you know, there's, there's always two sides, uh, three sides to the truth. They say, right. Your side, their side and the truth. Right. Yeah. 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 And that, that, and that's uh, to me outside looking in and I, don't know anything about anything. It, it's it's something that you said that I think could be it. And I guess I'm hyper. I love hypotheticals, right? Mm-hmm. It's the idea of going. You're taking us sound and you're taking us elsewhere. And I think that might have struck a chord with the two of them. Yeah, don't it's, know, a, it's but- a thing. It's a thing, man. Like I've been in similar situations like that when you kind of develop a sound or a chemistry with a yeah. producer, and then the producer goes elsewhere and starts working with different artists and for the most part I've always been happy but in some some cases some people may feel that what makes us special you know that that boutique product that you could only get in one or two places is now on the shelf and on in Asda and Tesco and you know it's everywhere for mass consumption um and you know artists bro it's like Erica Badu said they're sensitive bro very very sensitive yeah they're very sen- yeah you you man's are sensitive bro, bro I don't we are we are so we are so bro. sensitive it's a superpower and it's a weakness all at the same time 100% listen I'm, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a Scorpio and I'm told because people tell me these things that I should be much like an artist in the sense that I'm sensitive, I'm emotional and all that. And sometimes I have my moments like everyone, but for the most part, I just don't give a shit. I'm just happy for you. Go live your life and be happy. I don't mm. care. But you, you artists are very sensitive and I understand why people feel it's a bit like if I'm talking about Cat Williams, it's about Cat Williams going, Hey, I made this joke and said, and taste all this. And it's my creation. It's creativity, all those things. And maybe something, maybe something I just don't fathom as much, but yeah, man, you rappers are just very, very sensitive. I can, um, I can imagine, that, that- bro. It's like if 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 someone created a, a, a podcast today called Taking Atoms, I'd feel away. I'd be like, oh no, no, yeah, no, no, I'll no, punch no. him in the face. Yeah, I'd be like, no, 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 no. We're, not, we're not doing that. First of all, I would feel like you're, you're coming at man <laughs> taking atoms. We're not doing that. And secondly, we would. <laughs> but you see, in the sense that you know, okay, here's another hypothetical for you. Go on. Large professor might feel away about the name of this show. We did it in the spirit of paying homage. He might not receive it that way because yeah, he knows sense. of the show. 
Big facts. He might feel away. Yeah, yeah, big facts, big facts. Yeah, yeah, big facts, big facts, big facts. He might, he might big, come no, to us no, one day I, and be like, listen, I don't rate that. What do, what do we do? <laughs> like, what do we do? What do we do, bruv? I, I tell him that I, 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 what I would say to large professor is I'll just run, if I'm honest. I'll just run. I'm <laughs> not, say, I'm not entertaining. Say, I'll just run. i say to him, queens get the money and so do we, innit? No, I wouldn't say that. I'll just run. I'd pretend to shake his hand and just run. <laughs> you know, one of them ones you see in a cartoon, yeah, in that? one of yeah. them like Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny type things. Absolutely. Just run, Absolutely. You I, know, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't do it. But mm. I was going to say one thing I would have loved to have seen in the documentary, particularly because London was such an integral part of the story. And I, I won't say why or what happened because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. But London was such an integral part of the story in terms of their career, the trajectory, the friendship. I would have loved to have heard from some more European voices or people from London. Reason being is that I don't have the stats or the numbers to support this, but much of Little Brother's trajectory as a classic hip hop group, Europe spearheaded that. Yeah, of course. Dude, a lot of these groups, a lot of these groups, sorry to cut you off, but a lot of these groups, legacy or not, they got Europe to thank, man. Yeah, bro. I would have I would have loved to know Europe and Japan. I would have loved to have heard some some of some of our people on there. Um and also I would have loved to have heard a little bit about the lawn. Because I know they touched on OK player, but the lawn. If OK Player was the supermarket, then the lawn was the the corner shop where you could, you know, when you you need some of those goods, like, you know, once upon a time, bro, we're, we're people of colour, yeah? We couldn't get seasoning and certain things from Asda and the Tesco's. I know I keep talking about Asda and Tesco this week. It's not an advert. You had to go to certain corner shops, innit, to get the realness. The lawn was that. And I was, I was there, bro. I was there when they would upload certain songs for us to hear. I was there when Get Back leaked on the lawn, I was there. You know, I wrote that piece about it. it would have been, it would have been great to have heard from yeah. a couple of people on the lawn, like you know, Chris Bushnell and all those and all those people. Say um, all that, yeah, it would yeah. have been. It would have been. Yeah. It would have been dope. I, I was hoping would they would touch on that, but alas, they didn't. But you know, they can always do it next go next go around. Absolutely. Just to double back on the European voices side of things, just to be facetious and just to be the way I am, which is to make people uncomfortable for no apparent reason when they've done nothing to me but show me love. Um, I'm a Scorpio after all. Um, we often get left out of these type of things, people of Europe. Um, we're only here for, for the tour dates and for them to get paid from us. We're not here to contribute our voices, which is why we're so important in the sense of what we're trying to do with telling the stories of rap music and rappers and producers and the scene and the culture. Um, because we're not so limited or, or may I say ignorant in terms of just going, hey, we'll exclude these people. Um, imagine us doing a Jay-Z documentary and not including anyone from Brooklyn. That would be horrendous. Um, just what I'm saying, like, you know, we would always think about and be inclusive enough. But that's just me being um, a, an idiot because I want to no, be sometimes. No, I'm, 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 with, I'm with you on that. It's a sore point. If I had the power and the pull, I would turn the UK into a no-fly zone like Trick Daddy. Oh, you just no, want to come through and get some money? No, I'm, oh, I'll do, I would, I would, if I had the pull and the money, I would. I'm not saying that's the, the answer, but it does feel... Yeah, we're, we're, we're the kind of people you come and get money from, you do your thing over here and you leave. 
and and the the I guess the habit isn't that you go to Europe to get voices or and and you know it could have in to be honest on this particular thing and it's not at, uh this particular documentary anyway mm. because you have to get flights blah, blah blah film it you know the way in which they were going to put this together would have uh, and, and to get European voices it would have been slightly difficult because then you have to fly out to Berlin and or whatever or have Bro. you if someone reached out to me, say, yo, come and talk about the lawn, the way I would pull up to a studio in London, I said, what do you need? What format? What dimensions and that? What dimensions yeah, I, do you I, need? I would have done that for them. Yeah, yeah. No but, problem. But, but, but then, see, but no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that for them. Don't do it. <laughs> it would don't just, do it you know, I'm not, I'm not even just saying Europe. I, it would have, Little Brother is a global group. Yes, yes, yes. Who get love globally. Um, and I would have loved to have seen that brought out just a little bit more. It's all right. We we learned, but fantastic documentary. Yes, indeed. Really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm glad that they did it, and I'm glad that uh, Pooh and Fonte felt like they could get stuff off their chest. Mm-hmm. It seems like they wanted to do that for a long time. Yep. Let's just keep with the music. I really hope that I really hope that they can mend things with ninth because it just seems like they're in a space where they're like, hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ill will towards you, but it is what it is. And I just hope that that changes just because of the reasons you said earlier. And that's my only thing outside yeah. of that. I would love to I would I would love for that to to come together. Um and and I look I'm just gonna say it because again I wanna be I wanna I'm in the, I'm feeling in that mood as I'm we're doing this episode. The whole thing of like nine sending beats and not being in the studio, like people work like people work differently. Like I know you wanted a different way, but is that so bad sometimes? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Some don't people, know. some people. I have no problem with a producer sending sending beats to me. It's twenty twenty three. I've been having producers send me beats for the last ten or fifteen years. I guess it might be a different dynamic when that producer is a key part of, of the group and you're kind of expected to share the spoils of the toil with someone who may not, you know, there's, there's a difference when you're, when you're physically on the ground with someone. And it's a point I want to highlight with the relationship with Fonte and Pooh. They say, if you really want to get to know someone, you live with them, you travel with them and you do business with them or make, or do some kind of uh, monetary activity with them. Those two guys have done all of that for the last 20 years. So their relationship is going to be very, very, it's going to be very, very different, bro. Like I can imagine you're on a plane, you know, eight, nine hour trips to other countries to do shows. And then you rock up and fans, and I include myself in this, even though I've never personally done it, but you know, it's a community are asking about someone who may not have had the impetus, the desire, the will to even be there with you, I can imagine it's a it's a rough it's a rough pill to swallow, man. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I know I do. And maybe I'm just I'm trying to find allowances for the fact that I would love to see them back together. So I'm mm. trying to go. Oh, is it that bad? Maybe to them it is. I'm cool um, on that, you know, bro. I'm mm, cool on them coming back together. Yeah. If they never if they never make another song, I think this is no, my but, opinion. But, but I, I want to make it clear: they don't need to come back together to make music. That's not what I'm saying. Got you. I think got you. it's more. It's like you said earlier. Just you, you're men. We're all men here. 
from I think your they family. need to have a fight. This... I think they need to have a fight. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm this... being honest. I'm being honest with you, bro. This... I'm being honest with you, bro. You know, you they need sound to fight. like you, know, you sound like you sound like whack one hundred. No, Let's go to the yard. No, 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 no. Listen to me. As men, sometimes, and I don't want to speak for all men. This is 2023. Sometimes you just need to get that tension and angst out your system, bro. Have a fight. And then shake hands afterwards and have a beer. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what I really think would really help them? Do the crystal maze together. <laughs> have you right? done it before, bro? Crystal that maze. will help you. Have you done the crystal maze before? Never. Bro, it's so hard, yeah? Never. Bro, it's so hard and I don't mean in a great way. I did the crystal maze one time. I got no crystals, fam. No crystals, bro. I was going to buy one of those crystals from the, you know, the memorial, the memorial, the um, memorabilia shop, Museum. right? And no I was going to bring it. Right, I was going right. to bring it back to the wife to kind of say, "Yeah, man, look what I did in it. Look at me and that, brav. I got no crystals, fam." All right. So for our US listeners, go YouTube the Crystal Maze. Richard O'Brien um, and that shout and, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Richard <laughs> O'Brien, the bald, the bald you with with the um, um, with the, with the leopard the skin jacket. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ballad. He Mr. was the, he. Yeah, he was the crazy ballad, but not the and one that we stop. know. He was. Yeah, he wasn't stop. that bad. But he was crazy. Um, <laughs> but that's what they need to do. They don't need a fight. They just need to do the crystal maze together and problem solve. But they need to do the crystal maze in the um, in the Egypt area. You know, the sand in them thing there. Why? Right? Why? Why? Why the Egypt zone? What? Because it's Aztec, Aztec zone. Aztec zone. Aztec zone. Sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry. My bad. Yes, my bad. Yes. Yes. They got to go there and do the, not that space shit. Yeah. No. 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 The the Aztec zone is the hard zone. Pause. I don't know why I'm playing the pause game. Uh, I've been watching too much Dame Dash. Come on. Um, so yeah, they need to do that. But that, that that would be my only thing as 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 men to come together. But I I really I highly doubt that will happen uh, anytime soon. Any anytime soon. But you know, shout out to shout out to Fonte. Shout out to mm, Pooh. Yeah. The you last know. thing I'd I'd want to say about this. These are my final thoughts on it. It was it was a great, great, great documentary. And it filled me with a lot of hope that stories like this are now being told. And I would hope with the success of this documentary, you know, like numbers wise on YouTube, you know, six figures. I hope it gives other groups and movements the impetus to make their own documentaries or, you know, potential documentary makers out there, like make some stuff on some of these classic hits. I'd love to see another high road documentary, you know, project blowed and all, all this kind of stuff. I would, I would love to see it. Um, the little brother story of made a Lord watch is not, it's not really about music in a sense. It's more so about the coming of age of two young men who are literally just trying to figure life out. And I left that documentary re really reflective when Pooh said that ninth didn't respect me as a peer that struck a chord with me because I've been in situations where I've not felt, respected enough by people who I work with or that, you know, insecure. I can speak as a man. Um, I can try and be the alpha male now and beat my chest with bravado, but I'm human. And there's times when you feel insecure and it's really made me reflect on the relationships that I have and the ways that I've not communicated effectively or made assumptions um, past and present. I thought about, you know, my time in Grand Central with Drastic and thinking, you know what, should have handled that one differently. Or you know what? I assume this, and just even friendships, you know, with you know Gordon and stuff. I was like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that like that, or could have called him that time, you know. So I think the biggest takeaway I'm going to take from this documentary is about trying to communicate as effectively and as often as possible from an honest place. 
You can make all the music in the world you want, but if the chemistry is not there as people, then it's going to come out. And um, I'm just really glad that they took the mature road to healing and just having these conversations. And I thought it was really dope how they were kind of kept separate in the documentary until like, you know, the end. Mm-hmm. And you watch how they come together. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a beautiful story, man. It's a it's a it's a love letter to maturity. And I, I really appreciate that aspect of the storytelling. I think that was a one that should be a wonderful note to end on. But I want to be a dickhead. Can I be a dickhead? Um, you always are. So don't ask me. Perf- don't ask for permission now, innit? This is episode one hundred and eighty something. Eighty-eight. Come on. Um, it's you. That whatever you, everything you just said is absolutely true. Rings true, and I think it was a wonderful, eloquent way of describing the documentary. But brother, innit? Pooh could have died, innit? And and my man didn't message him in it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we want to talk about, and I get it, maturity and all that. Yeah. Safe and that, safe and that. Sorry and that, sorry and that. But all Pooh did, bro, he just wanted to do. He wanted to do things a different way. Yeah, man could have died, didn't it? But you know something, even that exchange was was really poignant for me. Fonte said um, he was, you know, he'd be in the studio, and the way he said, "I'll get back to that feeling later," and it really made me reflect on how sometimes we will bury ourselves in our work and our art, not necessarily because it's, oh yeah, we're passionate about these things and we love doing these things, but it's a way of not dealing with the immediate reality. Yeah, I get, I get that, I get that, but bruv, innit? And I'm not making, I'm not making excuses. There are, there are people in my life who I no longer speak to. If the news had taken me that, you know, they, they could have died or, you know, they're really ill. Even if I don't reach out to them, I reach out to someone near them and say, listen, I've heard this, I'm checking in. But it's easy to say it in hindsight, I guess. It's it's definitely easy to say it in hindsight, but I'm telling you, man, I, I can't speak for these people. But, you know, pride and ego, bro, or, you know, just, just the, the daily, it, it the daily grind of life. No, the it is. The daily grind pr- of life, bro. It's pride and ego, bro. Listen, I know in 2024 we have WhatsApp and it's easier. Uh, and when this would have happened, WhatsApp may have not been around, but text would have been around. I, I, like I said, I think everything you said was, it rings true. Absolutely. But the man could have died. Mm. Like that was, that's it. Like, like. God forbid. How do I he, yeah, you mean, this? Bro, imagine. In, in a parallel universe that this man had passed away, that guilt that you'd have to carry that, you, you didn't I, but, fix it. But Yeah, but like, you know, everyone's got families, they know each other's families, it's like that's, you know what I mean, that, bruv, let me, let me, let me put it this way, yeah. We don't have the same relationship as Pooh and, and Fonte, mm. but I'd like to think that, no matter what, listen bro, no matter whatever happens, we're having a mature conversation, yeah? Mm. So let's talk about it. Whatever happens, no matter what happens with me and you ever in life till now until the end, yeah? If any, if I ever heard that's something that happened to you and we haven't spoken for 10, 15 years yet. Mm. I'm getting on that phone immediately yeah. because the love I have for you is beyond breaking atoms. It's, it's beyond audio. It's beyond anything, right? If I come to hear that you are not well, I'm not going to go, okay. And think about it and go, I'll be like, you're my man. You're okay. Mm. First, I reach out to your wife and go, are you okay? Is he Okay. Then I'll reach like this. There's, there's not. It's we could beef tomorrow, fifteen years from now. Yeah, you have health, bro, bruv. First thing for I'm sure. doing is go, you good. You know what for I mean? sure. For so, sure. So I'm, I'm just just putting it out there like a dickhead, and but I'm offending my political connects, and I'm sorry about <laughs> that. But you know what I mean? Like I just, it's I, it's it, it's amazing that they did manage to find their way back to each other in spite of that. And I think 
it's something for people, but more so men to really look at and find effective, non-violent, honest ways to reconcile and rebuild. It's always possible. And if you ever get to a position where you feel that a relationship you have with someone is untenable, it's okay to walk away peacefully and move on. It doesn't have to be subliminal tweets and diss tracks and all that kind of stuff. It's like, all right, this hasn't worked on. This chapter of my life is over. You know, let's, oh, bless. let's, you know, let's, 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 you know move, I mean? let's move on. Yeah, no, I, and, and I think you're right. The fact that they kept it in, it show is a testament to the fact that despite that, they were able to reconcile. And I think with, with Pooh and Fonte, they, they showed great maturity in that respect. But I just wanted to point it out because the other thing is I know you love Fonte and <laughs> it's just the thing I do. I like winding people up. But it was just something I, you know, I noticed. But anyway, is there anything else you would like to say before I, I, um, I give my final thought on the episode? I've got a question for you. How many mics would you give this documentary? Let's give it a rating. I'll give it 4.5. 4.5. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm going to give it maybe four. I'll give it 4.5. Four, four, four out of five. Four mics out of five. The, the extra uh, 0.5 is because I raised that point about Fonte just a minute ago. That's the only reason. I was it's a strong four. But <laughs> it's, it's, a 4. 5. it's definitely a strong four. Because I'm worried about the, the calls I'm going to get be, uh, after this. Um, so, yeah. It's all good. That's man. what I'm worried about. It's all um, good, isn't it? Tell them it was AI, thing, it was me, it was me. Yeah, it was AI. The other thing I have learned today, and this is the final thing before we close out, is that we should absolutely engineer beef and you should make a rival podcast where you diss me every episode called Take the Atoms. No, no. I, I tell you, I, I can <laughs> giggle about this, but I tell you why I would never do this. Me and Drastic had that idea. What, briefing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are not the first, bro. I did no, this with. No, when um, I say when I say had the idea, we 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 had a, a market. I was, you know, let me let me take that back. We weren't the first oh. to, to have this idea, but there yeah. was a phase in which we discussed this, and I wasn't comfortable with it because, again, you know, male ego, and sometimes the truth can be said in jest. And oh, okay, okay, you know, okay. sometimes you know we're MCs. You know, he's one of the best MCs. And sometimes yeah, yeah, I love drastic. drastic things, is, drastic things could amazing. get said, even though in the spirit of MCing, you know, we're men. And then, um, you know, you look at what happened with Cam and Jim Jones and how they were going to engineer a beef. And then you see what happened with them. I, I, the tongue is a creative force and there's certain things I don't want to play with. Bro, yeah, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. That's a philosophical way of doing that, innit? Just do the beef, innit? I'm joking. No. I, 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 do, um, I do have verses for some people, though. I no, would never course. say I would never say who. Wow, and that but KRS I, one over here. I, no, I do, but, I do have, I do have verses, and there's a part of me I wish someone would say something. Um, I wish you would. I no, because I, I, I would, I would, I would jump out the window. No, I, I was gonna say with, with you, interested. Not that you had, it was that you weren't the first person, ever, but the idea of engine. There was a thing that happened. I can't remember the timeline. I'm really crap with years sometimes. Um, but that was a a thing that was a regular thing. Like let's engineer this. I mm. remember doing this with uh, Iron Braids, who is now the Fly Hooligan, uh, and I remember Sarah Love messaging me, "What happened? What?" Like I was hilarious. I was just like, I love social experiments like that, and I think we should engineer beef because it's not real beef. I never beef with you ever. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't, do it, I, I don't want to play with that energy, man. I really, I, I really don't. Um, my you mama, could be like you could be like Cat Williams and go on uh, Shannon Sharp and tell your truth. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm. I'm not doing that. 
I'm, I'm not, joking. I'm not doing that. Right, it would anyway, be funny though. It would be funny. It would be hilarious because you know the it other thing funny. is, is you you would see what you would then see. It's a social experiment because then what you would say, would then see is the people that have issue with you will tell me and the people that have issue with me will tell you and then you just go oh yeah. so this is, that was the, that's the thing now in my presence no one can speak ill of you regardless i don't give same a crap who they are right same here. like i've 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 had to tell many many people like hey man that's my guy we're not gonna have we we're not gonna tolerate this conversation like the way i've done with other people whether it's like info or elliot or whoever it is b dot is free rank because b dot's b dot but like there's people in in life where i've just gone now i'm not tolerating that it just just doesn't happen um so it's it's just a social anyway i digress um i should take a paracetamol um you should yeah i won't um i'm a man that's what i'm gonna do no i'm being i'm being, no no sorry sorry I, just for the people listening i'm being i'm facetious it's my new favorite word i'm joking I'm I I will I'm I don't harbor those type of views but this episode is slowly slowly getting away from me so uh, <laughs> we'll be back very soon for sure uh, peace and love from both of us god bless and thank you for listening and uh, happy new year and that we can still say that in january but I'll that tell too. you in march too <laughs> and remember we're on the socials man break the atoms instagram twitter check out summit Hip Hop Chronicle, Instagram and Twitter, and myself, I am Kinetic. We we usually don't do it that way, but my man's got a headache and I got to pick up the slack for just this last bit because he's 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 gone off script, yo. He's about to engineer beef and uh, cause blood on the timeline and we don't need that in our lives. It's 2024. <laughs>